comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. This episode of The Black Box is brought to you by Misfortune High by Jules Rivera. Misfortune High is the story of Biscuit, a spoiled rich kid from a fancy magic school. Biscuit gets caught cheating at school and gets expelled. As punishment, he is sent to a magic school on the bad side of town. This is a story about magic fireballs, diverse characters, dragons, and finding out that not everything is all about you. The Misfortune High Kickstarter is intended to fund the first book out of five. The goal is $3,000 with rewards including commissions, original design sketches, swag, and even the chance to appear in book two. Check it out and make your pledge today. Go to kickstarter.com, search words, Misfortune High. You're listening to The Black Box. Sylvester Stallone is going to be there on Sunday, and so is Hit Girl, Chloe Grace Moretz. Yes. And they're both taking pictures and signing autographs. Guess how much? $100. Okay, good. Chloe Grace Moretz for an autograph is $75, and for a photo op is $95. Wait a minute. Now, is this just the photo for $95? Just... Just a photo op for ninety five, yeah. And an autograph will cost you an additional seventy five bucks. Okay. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> You're gonna like this. <laughs> You're gonna like this. Cause I wanna go kick him in his balls. <laughs> if he has any from all those fucking steroids. Autograph three hundred and ninety five dollars. For him to sign something. Picture. You want a photo op? Well, you want a photo op with me? You want a photo op with me, Sean Pryor? You got to pay me. Well, I don't know what you say, Mick. How much you want to make him pay? <laughs> All right. $445. $445 for a picture? To take a picture. And three three fifty for an autograph? Three ninety five. Oh, $3.95. Yeah. You ain't, you, you ain't going to be able to flip that autograph on eBay. Now, how the fuck do you have the balls to call Bruce Willis? Gritty or lazy? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, you I know, mean, yeah. I, I, I really don't have any words for that. Um, but the thing is, Donnie, what's, what's, what's messed up about that is, is that there will be people... Oh, th- I'm sure. And you know what? I, I this is the one year I'm not going to New York Comic Con. I can't do it mm-hmm. the whole weekend. Yeah. And um, I wanted. I would love to go there Sunday and wait for people in his line and punch them all in the face and take their four hundred ninety five dollars or whatever the fuck it is. That is ridiculous, dude. Yeah, that's that's little- that ridiculous. I talk shit about Mark Hamill charging a hundred, a hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Fucking. Hit girl, just, just barely out of puberty, talking about give me seventy five dollars for an autograph and a hundred dollars for a picture. But 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 don't that seventy five sound reasonable compared to that three ninety five? No, because I think <laughs> Sylvester Stallone 
is senile. Well, isn't it also like it's like a, some type of company brought them in? It's like courtesy of uh, Celebrity Authentics Presents. Yeah. So I wonder how much of a cut they're getting. That's insane. I mean, more guests to be announced soon. I mean, for that price, for that type of money, you could get like go get some classic art pages and shit. Oh yeah. You know yep. what I mean? I mean something something that like not only you can enjoy, but like say for instance from like a business standpoint, if you ever needed to flip your art, you right. could probably sell it back and get some value out of it. I want to know um, how old this picture of Jillian Anderson is because she's looking fine in this picture. Oh, Jillian Anderson don't age, man. And I don't know, man. That's just a lot of fucking money, dude. <laughs> that is a lot of money. That's I mean, an obs- that's obscene. <laughs> that a, is that is obscene. That is ob- absurd. It's it's obscene. He should be arrested. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm not even kidding you. He uh, should be. Hulk Hogan's gonna be there, brother. I wonder how much he's charging. He's, <laughs> He'll probably give you free TNA tickets with every autograph. Yeah, they gotta do something no to fill them seats up. Line. No one will be in his line. Oh. He's going to be there Saturday and Sunday. Bully Ray's going to stop by and knock all the shit off his table. I think $450 is too much for a picture, Mick. Why don't we make it, I don't know, $445? That's I, affordable, right? That's crazy. I mean, I, you know what? Maybe, like, if he was supposed to be... Fi- maybe if he's supposed to be filming that day, he's like, yo, I got to make this money back. But still, even then, that's a lot of money. I'm like, I'm, I'm processing in my head all the things I could get for, like, $400 or damn near $500. Or, or a bill I could pay off. Or just anything. I'm not. I'm not lying. I'm ashamed of him. <laughs> no, I am. I'm ashamed of Stallone. Mm. I wonder how much Bruce Willis would have charged. Oh, triple that, definitely. <laughs> and he'd only been there for two hours. He would have been. He would have. He would have been there for seventy-five minutes exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's from the moment he stepped in the building, not from the moment he sat in his chair, but from the moment he sat in his sat. He stepped foot in the building. Jerry Ordway's going to be there. Oh, that's, see, that's cool. That's cool. Now, not Saturday, though. That's weird. Friday and Sunday, but not Saturday. Hey, that show is big, man. Sometimes you need a day off from all that chaos. Yep. Or you could be like Paris Collins at Baltimore Comic Con and just not show up. <clears throat> Hurt my heart. Hurt. Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Son of a bitch. I got a Jose Luis Garcia Lopez story to share with you, sir. Why are all these people coming and I don't be able to go there? What I do <laughs> now? Now, when you went to New York Comic Con last year, where was Artist Alley located? Was like that in the was that in the basement? No, it was in its nice own little separate kind of building. I mean, it was attached, mm-hmm. but it was in its own nice little. Um, that's where um, that's where Daryl and I went to hide from all the people. Okay, now, but I mean, it, on Saturday it was crazy in there too. Okay, but, I mean, at least you could kind of move around. 
I mean, and, but, uh, but do people can people do people know of it? Do people know to, to go there? Oh, there's a big old sign that says down this hallway, Artist Alley. Okay, and you I, go down like this this um, I would say like a medium sized kind of hallway, and then poof, it's almost like its own little auditorium. Okay, it was I, filled with light. It had it had like it had like uh, the ceiling was had all glass on the ceiling like. Uh, what do they call those windows yeah and you could see everything and it was bright and it was beautiful and um jk's wife made made muffins <laughs> it's true i i hear you know what I, I can feel the saltiness coming through my headphones from and you're not even talking right now and i can feel it. i've had to shake the mortons out of my headphones um that's a lot of money for an autograph man <laughs> That's fucking. That, that's I fucking thought we were me, dropping man. that. No, I'm sorry. That's just fucking with me. It's a lot of money for a fucking autograph. I'm sorry. It, it's a lot of money for everything. Yes, yes, yes. It is. A fucking uh, dude. That's like that's like seventy twenty fifth anniversary GI Joes I could buy, and it ain't even mate seventy. <laughs> <laughs> that is insane. Okay, let's let, let's move on. All right. How, before, wait, wait one second. Before okay. we go to uh baltimore because i want to find out all about baltimore and then i'll tell you about uh comic-con from connecticut as well because i don't think i talked about on this show no we have not and uh but uh the results are in sir i'm going to have a boy oh snap out there Oh snap! Okay, so wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, What's that? when is when is the little one due? Oh shit! February tenth, I believe. Okay. Cool. See, I have to start planning now, Donnie, because if you got you know if you got a little one on the way, I got to start planning. I got to get some play school my first GI Joe books. <laughs> you know, I got to get him like a Run DMC and Houdini onesie. Make sure he's hooked up, man. Like, so from day one, I got to find, like, a plushy snake eyes or something like that. You know, could give him some plushy ninjas. Damn, plushies. Do they have those? I don't know. That's I'm going to look for them. If not, I'm going to have somebody make one. I'm going to get him set for life. And and if anybody out there knows how to uh, pull out wood paneling and and put up sheetrock, I would love to have you over my house. (laughs) And if you're insured, even all the more better. <laughs> but I only have to take half the shit out of this room now, Sean. Really? Yeah, because it's a boy. I can leave all my sketches up. Oh, you could leave them all up if it was a girl. Yeah, I could. But, you know, if it was a girl, my wife would be all over that. And she'd be like, my daughter's not going to look at this and that and blah, blah, blah. No, but see, you just have to explain that, like, art is for everyone. It's for boys and girls. And, 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 and yes, and, yeah. and and I mean, look, I know I'm trying to say that rationally, okay? Mm-hmm. I know the real, I know the real side of it. Okay? Thank you. I know the real side. I'm just trying to be positive. The real side, be like, yo, you gonna take this shit down, mm-hmm. okay? But on the positive side, you know, I'm just saying, you could explain that comics. You got some comics over here that the two of, that the two of you could read together. It, you know, if, you know, if she if she was a girl, go through some Fantastic Four, go through some Spider Man. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Go through some G.I. Joe, read her the silent issue every night before she goes to bed. And all that all that cool stuff. Oh, like I, I told my wife, 
before we found out it was a boy. No matter what it was, it was. I said it's it's going to be a geek. That's the bottom line because if it's a boy or a girl, they're going to know all about Star Wars and Indiana Jones and GI Joe and 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 Spider Man and Batman and mm-hmm. Avengers, X Men, <laughs> Teen Titans. Oh yeah, see, then you got to break out all the cartoon box sets. And and all and all that stuff. Speaking of box sets, there was something that came in the mail the other day. Um, now, by the time this recording airs, uh, my birthday will be long, long gone. Happy birthday, buddy! Well, so thank you, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm old. Um, no, you're not. That's what old people say. Go I ahead. know. That's why I said I'm old. <laughs> but um, I get home from work and I go to the mailbox. And there's a like a package from Amazon fulfillment services with my name on it. First of all, I ain't ordered shit from Amazon in like months because I'm broke. Okay, so I'm like, what is this? I didn't order anything. Did somebody take my credit card and order some and send it to me? This makes no sense. I'm confused. Yeah, that would be the worst criminal ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, he would just love this. Click. <laughs> hey, I hacked in this guy's account. You did? What are you going to do? I'm going to send him a bunch of shit. <laughs> oh, he would like that. That's on his wish list. Click. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but um, so I, I get in the house, I put the mail down, and I'm looking at this Amazon package in a nice big old envelope, padded. And I'm like, well, it's time to get the scissors because I need to know what the hell is going on here. And so I open it up, and there's no you know paperwork on the inside. It's just a DVD package. And it is the complete series of Street Sharks on DVD. And let me tell you something. I only saw like two or three episodes of this cartoon when it first came out in like uh, 94. And even back then, I was like, this shit is nuts. And I remember the toys because this was like, you know, we're, we're in the Turtles era. And so everybody thought that they could come up with a Turtles counterpart to compete with TMNT. And um, it's like Street Sharks lasted for like two or three years, and it just didn't, you know, and it just didn't work. It didn't work out. I mean, they still had forty episodes, but I just remember like watching one or two episodes. Was like, this is the craziest shit ever. And I never watched the entire series. It was on Netflix for a while. I didn't have time to watch it. And now, lo and behold, thanks thanks to Donnie, because at first I had no idea who sent this. Like, I posted on Facebook. I posted on Twitter. I'm like, who did this shit? And and I didn't get a reply. So then I started thinking. I had to use like my uh, you know, Dark Knight detective skills. And Donnie texted me about something. And I was like, wait a minute. Only Donnie would do something this crazy. So I was like, Donnie, did you send this? And he was like, Yes, I did, sir. Happy birthday. So, <laughs> you know, it was extremely thoughtful of you, man. And I I really appreciate it. It's just it's just very nice, very kind. And um, you know what, man, it that's that's a lot of love. So uh thank you, brother. Oh, you're more than welcome. You it's know. not a big deal. It's your birthday. You got a present on your birthday. That's well, how it works. Well, I, well, I, I appreciate it, man. It's just very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful. So now I can like watch the turtles, street sharks, and now I have to find a copy of Biker Mice from Mars. Oh, you forgot about that cartoon, didn't you? I wanted to. <laughs> oh, the '90s were awesome. The '90s were awesome. I could watch all three of those, followed by Bucky O'Hare. 
That was the British. No, that wasn't. That was the space. That was the space one, right? That was a, yeah. That was the space. What one. was the the English super spy mouse with the eye patch? Oh, that's Danger Mouse. Danger Mouse. That's the one. That I was, was my dude. Oh my god, Nick. When I was a kid, Nickelodeon would play Danger Mouse nonstop. Him and his um his his partner Penfold. That was my shit, man. I love Danger Mouse. Absolutely loved it. Oh man. Um, but yeah, man, that was just a real, that was a really nice surprise, man. So thank you. Seriously. Thank you so much. Oh, you're very welcome, sir. Weeks ago, I went to Baltimore Comic Con, and it was quite the experience. Um, originally, originally I was supposed to drive out to out to the show. I ended up flying out there, um, flying out to Virginia or Dulles, uh, the Dulles Airport, because I was going to be staying with uh, my good friend and fellow podcaster, art art connoisseur, comic book connoisseur, Transformers connoisseur, uh, Chris Campbell of the No Apologies podcast. Um, I stayed with him last year and he said, hey, man, why don't you come on out and stay again? I was like, "Okay, cool. So uh, family hooked me up with a plane ticket, flew out to Dulles. He came to pick me up. John Carroll was there. He flew in from Memphis and, uh, you know, and uh, some like other fellow folks, podcasters, uh, Twitter, Twitter folk, forum folk. We so we get to Chris Campbell's house. We chill out. Campbell Con. Yeah, Campbell Con. Yes. We chill out on Friday before Campbell Con started. Um, and then myself and, and Julian Lytle and Hassan and a couple other cats, we went to go pick up the food. CampbellCon started when we got back. And there was like all types of folks there. Like, I, and I won't be able to remember everybody. So please don't just charge to my head, not my heart. Um, but like, like, you know, Jason Wood and David A. Price from 11 O'Clock Comics was there. Um, Daryl Taylor was there. Uh, you know, Alan, a.k.a. New Mutant on Twitter was there. Um Let's see here. The Star Joes guys were there. Robert Atkins was there working on a commission. And he's a funny motherfucker, man. Yeah, he's I'm real sorry, good too. Oh. Robert Atkins and motherfucker at the same sentence, but he is funny, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a real funny, dude. And um, like one, like one of one of the listeners of the podcast and like strong action lab follower, uh, uh, Rock. He was there. Rock gave me like an autographed copy of uh, of like that Spider Man Black Cat book written by Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just like, well, I mean, like that was like out. He just came out of it, came out of nowhere. I was like, wow. I was like, well, that's you know, awful kind. And Mike Myers and Keith Knutson yeah, were there. Yep, they sure were. Um, so like, D, like so, it's like there's so many people. Dean Stahl was there with uh, with some of his homies. My my friend, like a new friend, I met, uh, met Bill. I forget his last name. He is a podcaster. I think on Comic Book Bears. I think met him. Just tons of people tons of people and i know i've forgotten a lot of people already i apologize but there's just a ton of people there um but like what was cool also like because there was food and beer and pop and all types of beverages and liquor and what now liquor no no before that beer nope nope before beer water nope after that pop yeah well what's that i'm sorry where you live is probably called soda yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Okay, <laughs> smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's all types of stuff to eat, all types of stuff to drink. 
But another cool thing about CampbellCon is this is like the you know the pre-party you know this is like the pre-show before baltimore con um the cool thing about that is is oh yeah tom king was there too um the one and only the one and only tom king he was there as well there's just tons of people like people would bring like books and toys and trades and like dvds and they just put them all on this table and whatever you wanted you could just take yeah you know because folks trying to get stuff out the house it's like I don't want this anymore. Let me share it with you. And like it's and it's not all jukey shit either. I, I, you know, I was able to put some things in a suitcase, some because I brought a small suitcase, and I, so like I got some trades. Um, I got GI Joe Cobra volumes two through four. Nice. Uh, Mega Man volumes two through three, because I already had volume one. Then I already had volume one of GI Joe Cobra. Um, I got uh, the Activity volume one, uh, Supreme Power. The hardcover. Yeah. I got activity. That sounds. What is that? It's an image book. Um, like yeah. it's written by Nathan Edmondson or something like that, or Edmondson, and it has art by Mitch Gerards or Gerards. I I am butchering both of your names, gentlemen. I apologize. Also got a. Uh, let's see here. Coney Waves. It's a detective book written by Mark Poulton. I got, I also got Sonic Genesis. Uh, the hardcover for that. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. It looks really dope. I also got Batman Planetary hardcover. Nice. And I also got a Booker T action figure and um, a, and a I think it's uh, Bobby Lashley action figure. Tell me you did not say you have a Booker T. Yes, I do. John brought him for me. He's got like the hair and everything, and I can and I can do the, the Spinner Rooney with him. Um, <laughs> and I also got seasons one and two of The Wire on DVD. What the? F- are you, what? Yeah, man. I, I could look. I could have had all five. <laughs> I could have like five. <laughs> I could have five, but I was like, no, I can't be that dude to just try to take everything. So Julian got like seasons three, four, and five. Um, and the thing is, there's like other stuff there too. There's like a Bomb Queen omnibus. There was, um, oh, dude, there was tons tons of books and trades and dvds and stuff like that dude it was insane utterly insane so but like i you know like i said i didn't take too much because like i said before i you know i, I, I couldn't get everything in a suitcase so i had to be careful so but CampbellCon went on for like a long time and then like it's like me david price jason wood john carroll and daryl we all stayed at at chris campbell's house with you know his family was there too and laura was holy shit laura we, we slept in the basement and Laura was a gracious host. That's Chris's wife, and his kids were awesome, and you know, and they were cool, and you know, everything was great. And then we did, uh, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore Comic Con. Now Saturday morning, we had to get up early because we had to go pick up Julian in D.C. in Washington D.C. So we did this last year, and there was no problem. Cut through Washington D.C., got pick up Julian, boom, drove out to Baltimore. Well, this year is a little different. We start driving, and we get to Washington D.C. And there are all these police barricades everywhere. Oh, boy. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Because there's nothing in the news or anything like that. <clears throat> so we had to, like, literally drive around Washington, D.C. to get to where we needed to get to to pick up Julian. I mean, do this to the point where we were certain spots of Washington, D.C. They had, like, these retractable walls that would, like, come up and come down. It's like some movie shit. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? So then we finally got to Julian and we got out to the show. We still got there on time. And I was I was helping at the Action Lab booth, and uh, you know with uh, 
fellow action labbers like uh, Chad Ciccone, um and uh, artist Carl Yonder of Pirate Eye. And we had uh, we had like our big action lab booth and we had a booth on the side for for vamplets. It was a busy weekend all weekend for action lab. And, cool. you know, we sold a lot of stuff and we had signing events that weekend, like artist Bill McKay of Night of the 80s Undead got to do a signing. Jeremy Dell from Skyward, he did a couple of signings. Carl Yonder from Pirate Eye did signings. And I spent a majority of that weekend, I had to play, I had to be the professional because we had a lot of creators who created books for Action Lab and Action Lab Danger Zone at that convention. So I was stopping by tables. You know, checking on people, seeing how they're doing, you know, letting them know what's going on, if there's anything they needed. And then there were some people I didn't even know that were at the show that have books coming through, you know, in the future from Action Lab and Action Lab Danger Zone. They introduced themselves to me. And, you know, nice people, just absolutely wonderful people. I had a checklist and I talked to a ton, like tons of people, you know, and like on like for some personal projects, I talked with some other folks about some stuff I'm trying to kick off and like, you know, mid to late 2014. And it was just it was awesome. You know, oh yeah. Also, we did a signing with uh, with Brockton McKinney, the uh, creator of uh, M Theory for Action Lab Danger Zone. So um, it was it was really cool, and the, like you know, also got to meet some creators. Um, also got to meet uh, colorist Laura Martin. She colors like a lot of the uh, some of the Marvel books, mm-hmm. and she does a, just a fantastic job. I got to talk with her for a while, and she was incredible. I got to talk with inker Jonathan Glapian. He does like a lot of inks for uh, the Bat books. And he's just an incredible, incredible inker. I got to talk with him for a while. He's an incredibly nice guy. Um, he had some prints and some other stuff. I mean, just talk with just tons of people. And it was just a really great weekend. I mean, like, the, the thing that hurt me was that I wanted to meet Paris Collins because I was a big fan of his blue, you know, of, of the run he did on Blue Beetle, right? Uh, back mm-hmm. in like the late 80s, early 90s. Yep. And he's supposed to be there, wasn't there all weekend. Ah, oh, that sucks. Yeah, but and I know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting like a ton of a ton of things. I'm just trying to give you the, uh, you know, the short of it. The highlight of the whole weekend was um, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez was there, mm-hmm. and he had a booth and he was doing signings and he'd do sketches. Just you know, he's you know, everybody's like, oh, he's an incredibly nice guy. And that weekend at Baltimore Comic Con, I didn't have like a lot of money to spend on books and stuff. Or, or sketches. Although I did get a cool G.I. Joe blowtorch sketch by, by my homegirl, Tressa Bowling. Everybody was talking about it. It's awesome. Um, and, you have to put that up. I want to see it. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to scan it so I, so I can show it to the peoples. They also had a Baltimore Comic Con. They had um, a um, Usagi Yojimbo yearbook. And it has like Usagi Yojimbo. It's a hardcover. It has all these Usagi Yojimbo pinups by you know by art by famous artists it's beautiful it's only 20 bucks so i said okay i'm going to get one of these this weekend so before the show ended i got one and i brought it back to my table and john carroll comes over and he says hey jose luis garcia lopez's table is now open won't you go by there and just you know talk to him for a moment and i was nervous you know like this is like one of them dudes like i always wanted to meet but like mm-hmm. i still want to like you know like freak out but like, and like you know and can't can't get the words out so that's my biggest fear, trying to meet somebody that, you know, that, you, know you like kind of like, you know, you idolize or you look up to and you respect. And you just don't want to sound like a dumbass. Um, so. So, like, I'm, I, you know, build up courage. I go over there and I still have the Usagi Yojimbo yearbook in my hand. OK. And I walk over there. He just finished doing a sketch from somebody. I tell him who I am. 
And, you know, I, I thank him for all the incredible artwork that he's done. You know, I tell him that, you know, he is like, you know, he is one of the, one of a few, you know, people that have inspired me to, you know, create and publish comics and, you know, do what I do right now on top of what I do, you know, day in and day out. And I just said, you know, the art community, all of us are thankful to have you in our lives. So just thank you. That's all I wanted to say. And like I shook his hand and he shook my hand, gave me a firm shake. And he said, thank you. You're so kind. And then he then he said, hey, can I, you know, can I sign your book? And there were two or three people behind me. And um, and I was like, huh? I was like, I was like, I had, I had the Usagi Yojimbo book in my hand. I wasn't thinking about it. And like the two or three guys behind me in line was like, yeah, he did a piece in that book. And I was like, for real? And they both said like two or three people behind me both said in unison, page 11. And so page 11 super fan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And so and so I open up, open up and there it is. And I'm like, how much do I, you know, and like he's about to sign. I was like, how much? And he was like, no, 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 no. It's free. Don't worry about it. And he signed it. And like, why was he charging for autograph? I don't know. No, I I, I don't know. I doubt it. He's such a nice guy. I doubt it. But like, but he had a person helping him run the table. So right, right, norm- right. normally, when you got somebody there helping you run the table, there's a cost involved. So like he wasn't all like Neil Adams crazy. No, 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 no. That's a one of a kind. Cost, cost you like fucking twenty bucks just to walk by him. Yeah, you look at me that you give me a glance. That's two dollars, kid. It's five bucks. Um, but no. But like, he was like, no, 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 it's nothing. Don't worry about it. And he signed it and he gave it back to me. And like these other two, three people behind me was like, yeah, if you get everybody else, like everybody else in that book to like autograph your book, you get like lithographs from the show. And I was like, I don't need anybody else's autograph. This is the only autograph I need. This is my Christmas right here. And like and, and uh, Mr. Lopez just smiled. I told him, thank you again. And I walked away and I literally sat back in my chair back at the booth and I was like shaking. Never got the chance to meet, like, you know, Jack Kirby. Never got the chance to meet Dwayne McDuffie. Um, but getting to meet Jose Luis Garcia Lopez and and for him to sign this book, I'll never forget that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, like, like that, that surpasses, like, my stern money moments. Right, right. Um, and it just really means a lot to me. And that was, like, the highlight of, uh, highlight of the weekend. Oh, other thing, at Tom King's table, it was on a Sunday. But um, it was like around one o'clock, and like you know, some people that we were hanging out with over the weekend, they're about to go home. They're about to leave early so they can get back home in a good time. And Daryl is sitting at Tom King's table, and he keeps telling everybody he's Tom King. <laughs> yeah, that's his thing. Yes, and, um, yep. and there's but- pictures of him. At, uh, I forgot what con it was, uh, where he's at Jamal Eagle's table, and people actually mistook. Mistook him for Jamal Eigel. That's fucked up. <laughs> he just he just went with it. That's real fucked up. But yeah. um, but so they were taking pictures. Like there's people all around the table. They were taking pictures, and it was like Chris Campbell, Daryl Taylor, um, Mike Myers, Keith Knudsen, um, and a couple other podcasters and stuff. He's like, Sean, get on the picture. So I get on the picture, and then like Jason Wood and David A. Price roll up because they're about to go. And then they're like, you know, so everybody's, you know, hugging and saying goodbye. It's good seeing everybody. And then I looked around just like at Tom's table. And I was looking around. I was like at this section, I was like, this is a fucking podcast alley right now. Because you had in one group, DC Noise, No Apologies, Black Box, 
Star Joe's, 11 O'Clock Comics, and like two or three other podcasts in one section. And we all know each other, you know, through through podcasting, through like the forum stuff, like back in the early CGS days and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, it's just it's kind of amazing. And it was so cool. Um, but yeah, it was it was a wonderful weekend. I really like that show. It's moving to three days next year. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go next year, but I was glad I went this year. So, yeah, I, I found out like uh, Heroes Con was one of the ones I wanted to try and get to. And they're moving it to the end of June, and there's no way my job would give me a week in the end of June off, even that weekend. Mm-hmm. So I said, well, then that means Baltimore is the one I'm going to go to next year. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm going to save up for. Uh, I'm going to do Kineticon, uh, I mean Comic-Con, mm-hmm. and, uh, it, which is my home convention. Yes. And then... Uh, I'll do uh, Baltimore. Those will be the two next year. And then maybe the year after I could get to Heroes. I need to know about Comic-Con. Oh my God! I need and you got to tell me, man. You got to tell me what happened. How was it? Oh, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> this is my nephew and I get there, and uh, and uh, I had like a bunch of comics I wanted to sell. I had like a short box of comics I wanted to sell, right? Right. And uh, to the guy who who bought my previous collection, and. Uh, so he was looking through it, and he's like, well, what do you want for the box? And I said, well, can you give me 120 right? Yes. So he goes, well, I said, look, why don't you give me half in cash and give me half in credit on your booth? And he goes, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> he didn't know, Donnie. He didn't know. You probably cleaned up, didn't you? Oh, I know I did. Because, you know, this is how confident I was. I looked at my nephew I said, Devon, come here. And he goes, what? I said, here's 60 bucks. Go have fun. I gave him the cash. <laughs> and I just sat at that booth. And had. And let me tell you something, man. My nephew's 13. He's coming a little scammer. <laughs> because he's pulling the shit on me. I used to pull on my uncles and shit. And where, like, it was, dude, it was insane. They sold... 10 times as many tickets as they did last year just in pre-sales alone. Oh, my. The line was wrapped around the Trumbull Marriott Hotel from the time it opened at 10.30 or 10 o'clock in the morning all the way until we left. And it was open till 8 o'clock at night. And uh, uh, we left early. I had to take my nephew to a birthday party, and then we went to... uh, Steve from Alter Ego's uh, podcast. We went to his house, and he he made steaks on the grill mm-hmm. and some beers. But anyway, I, I didn't meet I didn't meet a fucking creator at this show. Mm. My nephew and I went balls out crazy, <laughs> and we just went shopping. Oh, dude! And I talked with the secret identity guys uh, for a little while. Um, Daryl Daryl made me laugh every time I saw him. He's sitting on the He's sitting 
on the couch in in the lobby with his eyes closed. <laughs> and then my nephew sitting right next to him. I'm like, Devon, don't you want to go see this? No, I'm all right. I want to sit here. <laughs> hey, he already took your money. Already got what he oh, wanted. Wait, wait, let me okay. tell you why he's a scam artist. I didn't get there, right? Okay, all right. So we show up. Dude, this place, we showed up at 930 because I was going to meet this guy a little early. Yes. Or no, 9 o'clock. I'm sorry. It was an hour before the damn thing opened, right? And so parking lot already filled. Okay. So, well, that's what I thought. And they're telling people to get out, turn around, and go park at the Target parking lot across the street, right? Damn. Okay. So they told them, they told the people that in front of us. And while she was yelling that to the person in front of us, I snuck around them and went through into the parking lot. <laughs> and uh, found myself a nice little spot. And then my nephew turns around. And I asked him before we got there, you want breakfast? And he went, no, I'm good. Because he dressed up like a Ninja Turtle. Uh-huh. And he was covered in green body paint. And he goes, no, I'm good. I went, okay. We get there. And he goes, Donnie, I'm hungry. <laughs> so I said, Devon, we ain't losing this spot, man. I said, so uh, what do you... What, there's a restaurant inside. Let's go see. The line for the restaurant was insane. So this is what I said. I said, Devon, there's a snack. There's a lady there. She's got snacks and shit, soda and whatnot. Yeah. I said, here's a 20. Go get yourself something to eat, something to drink, and we'll have an early lunch. Okay. okay we'll go in the con, walk around, and then while people are showing up, we'll go have lunch. Okay. So the dude comes out. With a small bag of combos and a Sprite. Okay? Okay. Uh, so I'm talking to him. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to see if I could go. we could go in and see this guy, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, okay. And I was like, um, how much did those cost? And he goes, I don't know, six, seven dollars. <laughs> I said, yeah, six, seven dollars. How much did I give you? And he goes, oh, did you want your change? (laughs) I said, no, you can have it, man. Just go. Just go have fun. You know? Yeah. Because I ain't going to be able to do that shit for him next year. So No, no, no. I was just like, so he he had a blast to the fact that he wanted to blow off his buddy's birthday party. Hmm. And I said, you can't do that, dude. Um, But it took up the entire bottom floor and outside part of of, of the entire uh, Marriott. Wow. It was insane. Every room they had was Comic-Con. Everything. So they had like a room that was all like local uh, or indie creators. They had a room that was like um, uh, you know, the bigger names. Right. Um, you know, they, they had a room, just this huge room just for dealers outside. They had the dude that played the flash he was signing autographs and they had like this big outside tent, man. And they had like the Christopher Reeve Superman costume in a glass case and a Christopher Reeve, uh, 
mannequin and shit. Mm-hmm. And they had like um, the 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 tumbler thingy from Batman Begins, and they had like three different Batman costumes from the movies. They had a working R two D two unit, a working land speeder. That some guy in Connecticut created this shit. Really? Yeah. And he had a R two D. What was it? R two D four. What was the red one? R five D four. R five D four. That's right. Yes. They had that. Uh, they had a working one of those. Um, that was all underneath this tent, and then that's where we went and had lunch because you have lunch there. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh shit, there's the dude who played the Flash, right? You know what Daryl says to me? Daryl's very nice. He actually bought my my nephew and I lunch. Oh, okay. okay. It was very nice of him. He didn't have to do that. But this motherfucker looks me straight in the eye and goes, yeah, well, you know, he was also Dawson's father on Dawson's Creek. (laughs) That's where I know him from. And I just went, what? What did you say? And he goes, yeah, he played Dawson's father. I'm doing, now, I'm thinking he's breaking my balls, right? He's breaking my... He's just he's just saying something about his stories just to get under my skin, right? No. So I just whip out the iPhone. I'm on my IMDb. And I'm looking up this... I'm looking up John Wesley Ship. Son of a bitch. <laughs> you, you, Dawson's father. You know, you know, Daryl know about them shows, man. You know, he know about them shows like the Gilmore Girls, and and the uh, the canceled Secret Circle, and you know, and and the Nashville. You know, he knows all about that, man. But they they had, um, you know, I really wish like I. I brought something to do a little bit of interviews and stuff. They had, some, I mean, I would. Mark Bagley was there. You couldn't get near him, dude. You could not get near him. Mm. Him and Ron Garney were next to each other, and their lines were just, I mean, outrageous. I left my um, Craven's Last Hunt hardcover home. Oh, man, I wanted J.M.D. Mateus to sign it for me, and I forgot it. Oh, uh, A buddy of mine got, he got uh, a Kilowog sketch from Joe Staten. Ooh. Shit was. I mean, let me tell you something, dude. That guy is a legend, and his prices were not bad at all. Oh no, 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 no. He's a, a, f- he, go a ahead. full sketch, inked, was like eighty five bucks. Are you serious? Yeah, and if you got an Archie or Scooby Doo character, because you know he's worked with, with both of those comp- you know, properties for years. Mm-hmm. It was like forty bucks. Wow. Any any Archie or Scooby Doo character you wanted, um, uh, uh, Larry Kenny was there, the guy who did the voice for Lion O, and he also did the uh, the Count Chocula serial uh, characters as well. Hmm. But there was like a bunch of dudes there, and I would have liked to have maybe sat down and talked with people. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something, dude. In all seriousness. Three thirty. I was like, I was so happy I had to take my nephew to that party. Mm-hmm. Alan showed up, New Mutant. Okay, 
I think he walked around the front of the con and was like, okay, let's go to Steve's house for some steaks. Because <laughs> it was that crowded. It was that crowded. And next year, they're going to make it. He, I was talking to the guy who, uh, one of the guys who runs it, and he said that um, they're really thinking about making it uh, to, if not two, def- it, it definitely is going to be two. They're actually playing around with three days next year. Really? Yeah. Damn. So if um, if it does and you want to come up, um, it'll be crowded. But uh, your, my couch is always open to you, buddy. taking you back to the 90s um we're not just talking about things like 90s clothes um as one of our uh, esteemed guests uh, showed us today with this classic bugle boy jacket with all the team numbers and the indian and the indian feathers on the bugle boy logo. native american i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> if anyone should get that right it should be you <laughs> <laughs> the Native American feathers on the Bugle Boy jacket, but we are here to talk about '90s toys. Um, you know, we are all children of the '80s and '90s, and some of the craziest toys came from that period of time in the '90s, though. And we are here to discuss those. I got a round table of guests. Uh, the first guest you have heard on the Black Box before. She is one of the hosts of the Boku Pop podcast. She is the artist and creator of Draculama. The llama that kills all the drama, ladies and gentlemen, Tressa Bowling. What's up? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Good. It, it's kind of weird because the microphone we that I use for the podcast is like one of these mics you just put out there, so nobody's wearing <laughs> headphones. So it's kind of like odd for people, just like trying to get used to it. But also. On the show, you also heard this gentleman on the Black Box before um, we, when we had the Lexington Comic Con episode. He is a man who knows 90s clothing. He still has a Malcolm X baseball cap, the leather edition, in his closet, and a pair of Z Cavaricis. Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Stewart. With a matching medallion. I should I should also <laughs> let you know. Oh, with Africa on it? Well, it's got the X on one side, then you flip it, and it's got the, it's got the Africa... I need you. I, I need you to bring that to a convention. So when you sketching, yeah. I need you to wear that medallion while you sketching. I really need you to do that. Okay, okay. <laughs> you can do that. Okay, all right, cool. Because if you do that, yeah. I will find. I will find my cross colors hoodie. Okay, I will find it. I will. You think I'm playing? Or no. that, or my, or my White Sox '90s jacket. We can do that too. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah. All right, we can do that. All right, cool. And also on the show, um, the new guest to the Black Box, uh, this gentleman is a writer. Um, you can also find his information on the LOI Studios website, along with everybody else on this podcast right now. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only John Ward. John, how you doing? <laughs> Going, I'm doing good with that crown. <laughs> okay, <laughs> seeing that, <laughs> seeing that, no one can see that. Can see that. Let me explain what just happened. John just introduced himself like a WWE wrestler. He just had music. He had stage music, and like streamers just flew out from the sky, and he just posed. Yeah. I don't know what just happened. Well, I'm, 
this is my first time here. I just wanted to like up it up. Right. <laughs> up yeah. it up. Nice. That's, that's a phrase, right? Up yeah. Up. yeah. Sure. Okay. That qualifies. That can be the greatest opening ever. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. I went to the dollar store right before I got here. The party store was closed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I found this is this is like the stuff you put into like if you don't want to wrap anything you put it into the bag mm-hmm. you stuff this down I was like that's close enough but then it bunched up on me <laughs> uh, yeah yeah because I kept it in my pocket this whole time and I was also going to get a dustbuster but I don't have one no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you're welcome for all the shit on your floor <laughs> yeah. I was, was going to clean it after the show but I got this thing yeah. you, know, you know what I have to buy a dustbuster that's my thing okay I think that's what I have to go do okay I'm with right a guy <laughs> I wish I could do it I, I just can't I'm sorry <laughs> All right, all right, all right. That that I, I have no words for that. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. It was amazing. But no, thank you for being on the show. Thank you all. I like to add as many visuals as I can to an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you. For it that. makes a difference. It, it makes like it really another does. layer. Yeah, yes, it does. Yeah. Uh, like I said before, we are here to discuss 90, 90s toys and all their crazy nature. Um, and what we do, we're just gonna go round table. Ladies first. We will start oh. with Tressa. Okay. So just nineties toys. Okay, yes. when I when I was going through like, cause I I have a terrible memory for things, so I was like, I'm gonna look up what was out in the nineties, cause I had a lot of stuff that I played with that was from the eighties. Yes. In the nineties, and I quickly realized that I've been kind of deprived, mm. and I mostly just probably played with Barbies. Okay. You know, but um, one of the first ones that I saw was um, oh, and this is gonna be like the girly side of things, so. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Okay. Um, were these? Uh, they were called sky dancers. Oh, okay. And well, you pull were, the cord. You pull the cord, and these little pretty girls spin and mm. go flying across the room. And it was probably would not do well now because it was like a hazard to your eyeballs. <laughs> but right. they had like flower skirts, and they were mm. all different colors. But you know, as a kid, I just tried to see as as far as I could get it, and mm-hmm. as fast. And I just ripped the hell out of that cord. <laughs> Constructed to be an outside toy, mainly an inside toy. Yes, yes, probably. Right. But, you know, I don't. I think maybe there was like a cartoon made out of it eventually, probably, but. Direct a video? Yeah. 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 You, had to, you had to do a house wide, all ceiling fans off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Sky Dancers, they were pretty cool. That was one of the only toys, like new toys, that I was like, yes. I had a I had a neighbor, um, year, many many years ago when Sky Dancers came out. I had a neighbor who had a kid who had a couple of the Sky Dancers. It was just a boy. He had a couple of Sky Dancers, but this is why. He also had a dog. <laughs> and he would go outside. He had this big cheesy grin on his face, and he had the sky dancers ready. And I can't remember the dog's name, but he called the dog's name. The dog would get ready, and he would just like rip that cord. That sky dancer would take off flying. That dog would just chase it, <laughs> jump in there, like grab it, bring it back. I was like, these are not dog toys, but if it makes you that happy, yeah, you know, there you better go. fuck yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of yeah. wish I had that idea myself. <laughs> Just saying. You know, but but then again, you were using them in the house, so literally it was kind of a weapon because those fuckers would bounce off ceilings. Yeah, and- you can get at the top of the stairs, let her rip. It would go all the way down to the bottom of the stairs. Kamikaze. Hit your best friend in the head. Awesome. <laughs> Did it make that cool? Yeah, thing? <laughs> I think yeah. so. Yes, plastic rip cord. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, that was the shit. Yeah. Actually, G.I. Joe had one of those, but it was like a backpack, but instead of like, you know, a usual like jetpack, it was uh, like a helicopter. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. A classic. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. 
<clears throat> Justin, it is on you. Oh, man. Uh, 90s toys, for me, was all about Toy Biz X-Men. My first ever real job was at Walmart mm -hmm. in, the, in 1994, 95. And... Um, I worked in the shoe department and I immediately became best friends with the guy that worked in the toy department. Mm -hmm. So he would always let me know when new shit was coming out. So, and that was right on the cusp of the, the, uh, the cartoon was already in full swing. So right. they had already changed the toy biz packaging because mm -hmm. before they, they just, you could only get the shit in Toys R Us and it was like classic X Factor mm -hmm. figures and stuff like that. But then when the cartoon hit, they repackaged it and started just pumping out all these crazy ass toys. So that's that's where my addiction began, was with '90s X-Men toys. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite one? Um, actually, man, I gotta go. Strong guy. Yeah, yeah. I gotta go. The strong guy figure was really cool. Yeah. He was it was really well sculpted, but there was a lot of them that were just really shitty. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them too, that because because that's something that in the '90s it was like. It doesn't matter what character it is. If mm. we can put it on a card and sell it as a toy, right? Do it. Yeah. So that's where you got weird shit like a lot of the Marauders and mm. stuff that you would never see action figures of today. Right. So those guys were cool. I liked uh, the guy with the with the with the tracks for the lower half of the body. Mm. I thought that guy was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where. That's where most of my 90s toy stuff existed, was in the, the X-Men universe. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing, though, the progression from when Toy Biz first started to then just taking X-Men and making it its own thing, and to then toward the end before you know, Toy Biz went away, the you know the, the sculpts changed, the models changed, the designs all changed. Like, I had the original Archangel. Yeah. It looked like a piece of shit. Yeah, it was terrible. It was awful. <clears throat> it, it was absolutely awful. But that was the first place... Toy Biz, I think, was the first joint that had the variant action figure. Yeah, well, I had the uh, I had the first edition Iceman uh -huh. that I that was like the first time I ever got a taste of being able to flip something. Yeah, that I bought for retail. Mm -hmm. um, I took it to a comic book shop in Nashville and got like thirty or forty bucks for it. Wow! So I was like, okay, yeah. maybe I'm on to something. <laughs> yeah. And so then I was like, I'll just fucking buy them all. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. It's it's like um the uh, morph action figure because it came with different heads and oh, yeah. stuff like that so you could become different X-Men and it became a kids hazard because they're like, well, kids can just like swallow the heads so then they took it off the market. So then it was worth like 40-50 bucks. Yeah. I was like, I got two of them. Let's go. <laughs> so so yeah, that was, yeah. But remember the original Sentinels? The they, were awful. Oh, they were awful. They they were well. I I will say I think that they were probably based on the Shogun Warriors. Mm -hmm. I think because they had wheels on the feet. Yes, and their only articulation was the arms. Yeah. Um, and then they had just this fucking weak ass strings that came out of their hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the Wolverine claws, which weren't really claws. No, oh, no, no. They were claws because they folded. Yeah. And they were like these big plastic claws, look like big ass knife blades, would just fold over. And the parent, like parent, parent groups, like, why are you selling this? So yeah. then, like a year or two later, they actually made like these little stick plastic sticks yeah. without sharp edges. I'm like, let kids hurt themselves. Right. It's like they're just gonna tape fucking pencils to it anyway. <laughs> yes. Let them jab. <laughs> let them jab. Berserker rage. But uh, but no, that was a nice choice, man. Yeah. Did you ever get the X Men 2099 toys? No, no, I never went that deep. Um, my 
My stuff ended around the. Well, I don't know. Was it bef- Was the twenty ninety nine before the Age of Apocalypse stuff? I think so. Okay. I think, I think. I'm not hundred okay. percent sure. I got all the Age of Apocalypse stuff, but I never got any of the twenty ninety nine stuff. Okay. Cool. Cool. If I remember for like five years, I could see that on clearance. I was like, I'll get one of them one day. I just need to read the series. No, it never happened. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> John, it's your turn. What do you have? Oh, it's um, kind of like Justin's. It was the Marvel superhero line. Mm-hmm. It was. Um, I was waiting for some Marvel toys to come along, like mm-hmm. at the time, because the last thing was out was like it's what Secret Wars, like yes. in '84. Yes. So, like, finally, some come out that weren't like these little jukey toys, like. Uh, like I had like a Gumby rubber, like Spider-Man and Captain America. <laughs> <laughs> It was like all these off-brands looking stuff, but now they finally had the Marvel line, and I got like everything I could. The Doctor Octopus was fantastic, and mm-hmm. I like Doom. Um, I like the Captain America where he shoots. You, there was like a little thing you put on his arm. Yeah. You put the shield on. It was a spring, and you just hit the button. The shield would go off. Yes. Like all of that, the play set. Get Punisher with the vinyl trench coat. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I had that was the second line. I yeah. only got the first wave okay. of the stuff. Okay. And uh, I remember, uh, like, by that time the second wave came out, I was kind of out of toys and everything, which is why I have a very limited list. <laughs> but, like, I remember seeing all the other stuff. Like, I was kicking myself, like, oh, man, it's Punisher, but with a trench coat. And it's 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 U.S. Agent, not Captain America. They just right. repainted Captain America. Mm-hmm. U.S. Agent. Oh, they got U.S. Agent. And they got... Uh, was you know, the new Daredevil costume? Which yes. I still yes. say is badass. Yes. I still like that. And yeah. it, that is in the closet right now. Yep, nice. I've seen it. Yes. <laughs> yes. People sleep on that costume. Mm-hmm. That costume yeah. was great. I mean, the original, uh, the one we have now with the red one is like iconic mm-hmm. and it's very simple, but it just works. There was a whole time in the 90s everyone was getting armor, which when you think about it, kind of makes sense that <laughs> you would go out like oh that's stupid he's wearing a bulletproof costume why is that stupid <laughs> why? it kind Smart, of makes really? the most sense yes yeah. and it, that's what frustrated me when i saw uh, there was a batman versus predator and there were several crossovers but yeah. the first one he's like i'm going to take down predator he's got this armor now he's got like super strength he's got like why don't you wear that all the time <laughs> at least like at least if you have a batmobile you keep it in the trunk yeah. like, just in case you need right. it that always frustrated me, and no one likes it. It's like, oh, he doesn't need armor. Why? I never got. <laughs> He's but, Batman. He should have armor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, those. Uh, that was the line I was big into. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, when the second wave came out, like I was kind of out of it by then. Mm-hmm. No, that's cool, man. Uh, you know, I mean, think about it. Punisher had toys. Hmm. Yeah, Punisher. Yeah, had toys. A character that kids should not familiarize themselves with. And a yeah. Punisher van. Yeah. And yes, the Punisher van with the big ass Punisher logo Which on it. the Punisher on it. Yeah, right. you want him. Everyone to know. Yeah. And here comes yeah. the Punisher. <laughs> and also, Punisher had uh, another action figure that had that was the talking one. Yeah, yeah. And it was like your day is number or your days are numbered, and, and then it said some other phrase. Was and it like the best thing? Yeah, it yeah. had the backpack yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. and then the last one was just the sound effects of machine gun fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the Venom that also had the backpack. Yeah, and it was like constantly, "I'm gonna eat your brains." Yeah, 
Voices of toy from children. I didn't really need the voice feature. The actual figure of Venom yeah. looked really badass, yeah. but it was like, I'm gonna eat your brains. Like, yeah. wow. Yeah, great. <laughs> now, oh no, I will. I will take it back. One of my favorite toys mm-hmm. from the '90s was the Venom that had the tongue. Yeah. That, that <laughs> yes. was on the back that, that its tongue flicked out, and yes. it had the symbiote. Extra piece of plastic that you that came with it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of went crazy with those symbiote toys back when. Yeah, but the cool thing about it was was the Venom figure wasn't it wasn't like a huge beefing like Hulk looking. He was very right. sort of slim and streamlined, and mm-hmm. it was like it, it was almost like it was based off of the early McFarlane yeah. drawing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was oh, Eric Larson who later added the Tom right. Yeah, yeah. All I remember, well, I remember a lot of things from that Toy Biz run. But the Captain America Turbo Coupe, mm, to this day, I had that. <laughs> sticks with me. A white sports car. It's got the Captain America shield on the front. It's, of course, it's going to have his name on it because it's Cap's car. You know, sure, it, it yeah. has to have his name sure. on it. But in the event he gets stuck in traffic, if you push a button, a sky a, a, like a sky seat just like pops out of the car, and he can just fly to where he needs to be. <laughs> it's the Turbo Coupe. Right, some I'm for real. He should have had a song for his car, like like Justin Timberlake has Spaceship Coupe on Twenty Twenty Experience. He needed a Turbo Coupe song. I'm telling you, somebody need- ride the whip. Shit. And also, it's like, why would you need a car if you have a fucking flying device? Right. <laughs> you know. No, better yet, the motherfuckers always borrowing the Quinjet anyway. Sure. Yeah. You sure. know, like your driver said, he bought us for 15 minutes. I got to go to the convenience store. It makes me. It makes me wonder if there was some sort of like warehouse of cars <laughs> that were left over from yeah. the 70s and mm-hmm. 80s, and they're like, look, just cut the top off of that shit. Put this thing in there. <laughs> Paint it white, right? You know, <laughs> it only costs us ten cents per one. We sell them for twenty. We're, right. we're geniuses, right? They're still making toys though that have things attached to them that make no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, that weren't in the movie, aren't in the TV show. Oh yeah, you know. Oh yeah, but see, you got to get, but see, that gives additional things to a child's imagination. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what I mean? So then, when yeah. they like, when they don't see it in the cartoon, like, why didn't they use that disruptor ray that they got? I got <laughs> it right here. Yeah, use that. <laughs> you don't need no ultimate nullifier. Just get, give them the big ass gun. It's right here. It's right. Here. Yeah. Um, yeah. Toy Biz. Toy Biz ruled the '90s, mm-hmm. and um, I'm, I'm for my choice is also Toy Biz, but it's not the one that's sitting right here. That's the second go around. Mine is the Spider-Man Toy Biz line. Okay. Reason why? One reason. It came out with the fucking Spider-Man armor, Spider-Man. Yeah. Mm. Yep. That was the to me that was like the greatest toy ever. Because I remember when I went to the comic book store in the '90s, I was just like looking, and like they had that. It was like Web of Spider-Man, I think. And he was like, you know, flinging this, his uh, spider webs. And he had the spider arms, like introducing the spider armor. I was like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> I Designed this. and drawn by Alex Saviak. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I need this in my life. Yeah. I grabbed two copies. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was that, like, it was that foil cover. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I grabbed two copies. I was like, okay, I'm put this one away. I'm reading the hell out of this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then the spider armor disappeared and after a couple issues. No, it was a one and done. It ended at, at, at that Really? That issue, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but it hurt my heart. And then I just remember it because it was gone. Now, and like at that time, I was working at Toys R Us. Um, like, like a couple yeah, a couple years later, I was working at Toys R Us because that issue had already passed. I was working at Toys R Us. They had all the Spider-Man toys because they had Spider-Man and all these other figures that we'll talk about later. And I look and I'm just going through. Oh, look, a Peter Parker. I need that one. Oh, look, okay, a Scorpion. That's kind of cool. Battle Armor Spider-Man. <laughs> I 
took that off the shelf. I ran and like hit it in the back. <laughs> then when like right before work was over, I was like, boop. That's when like it's like four ninety nine. Yeah. Oh god, what a day. That was some great pricing. Yeah. Um, and I was just gleeful. But like they had Hobgoblin. They had literally every Spider Man figure. I mean, every Spider Man character in in that series of figures. Yeah, and the the toy biz was they were the first. They were the first company to put out a Spider-Man that had that was multi-articulated. Yes, like he had ankles mm-hmm. and and wrists and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he didn't just have suction cups on his hands. Right, right. <laughs> yes. So it was it was pretty it was pretty major for me. That was just like like amazing. Right. Just and that, to it see was that it was a three and three quarter inch. Yeah. That was multi-articulated that no one had done right. before. Oh yeah. So it was it was just they were drunk with power. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh the, well, the deal they had with Toy Biz, the deal they struck with Toy Biz was. Uh, like the way it worked out before Marvel bought, ended up buying Toy Biz, Toy Biz got the exclusive license and didn't have to pay for the license. Mm. So, which was like unheard of because normally you got to pay a license, but Marvel worked out this. They worked out this deal where they didn't have to pay a license. All this money was made. Then Marvel ended up buying Toy Biz anyway, so it worked in their favor. Yeah. So it was mm. it was it was just strange, but I love those Spider-Man toys. I wish I still had them. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that was that was mine. It's my one good thing that came out of the '90s series from Fox, the mm-hmm. old Spider-Man line. That's another one I was kicking myself for. Oh, why did I get out of toys now? Because I finally mm-hmm. got, I finally got the Scorpion I've always wanted. Yeah. I got the Rhino I've always wanted, mm-hmm. and then I dropped out. Oh, they didn't have Sandman because they won't let Sandman in the series. Hmm. Yeah, because uh, James Cameron was about to do his Spider-Man movie, and the main villains was Electro and Sandman. And so, for some reason, Fox decided, yeah, we're not going to use those characters. Hmm. Up until the very end, they used Electro as Red Skull's son or something like that. Okay. But they never came. They never got around to Sandman. Okay, interesting. I did not know that. Yeah. That's why we had Hydro Man so much. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's yeah. why. Water dude. No one would ever, is ever going to use Hydro Man in the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> no, never. Never, <laughs> ever. Probably one of the weirdest and one of the most vivid memories I have of toys from the 90s. Um, okay, so a movie came out in 1991 called Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> and I went to uh, the store that I went to the most growing up. Well, we had Children's Palace. Yes. Um, and we also had Toys R Us, but Children's Palace was like the end all to be all. But then the mall that was nearest me had a KB Toys. Mm-hmm. And so they always had crazy weird toys there. And they had Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves action figures. <laughs> and so my parents let me buy, they let me buy the weirdest things. Um, they let me buy um, a little Kevin Costner and um, an Alan Rickman. <laughs> and they had, that's where it began. And that's where it began. <laughs> and they had like little capes, you know, that were made out of fabric. And like I, and, and, and uh, Kevin Costner had a little tiny bow and arrow mm-hmm. that had arrows that I could easily swallow. <laughs> But, or um, jab in your eye. Or jab in my <laughs> eye or something else. But he had, like, you know, a little quiver, and they, you could put him back in there. And it was strange, but, like, one of my favorite two toys, you know? Weird. But no, it's, no, that's it's not how, weird. Yeah, that's it's, how it's it began. So was it, was it, like, a thing that you finally realized? You're like, wow, they make... They make toys based off of... Off of movies. Off of movies. Yeah, yeah, like, I think that's why I was so fascinated with them. I was mm-hmm. just like... There was always, you know, Batman and all these, you know action 
action figures that were from cart cartoons and comic books and I really wasn't into that then right. you know I mean I had cousins that had all the uh, X-Men toys and stuff but um, but yeah when I saw those I was just like <laughs> I want that and my parents were like all right fine <laughs> so so yeah a uh, little tiny um and they were nicely made you know mm-hmm. like yeah. at the time I thought they looked like them. Yes. I still have them. Nice. Nice. I don't think they have their capes or bow and arrow anymore. Pretty sure that was quickly lost. Yes, of course, yes. uh, But yeah, it was, um, yeah, Kevin Costner and Alan Rickman action figures. (laughs) I like that that the character names were not used. Kevin Costner, Alan Rickman. That was was what they were to me. My little tiny Kevin Costner. Oh, yeah. Am I remembering this wrong, or was there like a place that there was like a treehouse? I feel like there was. Yeah, yeah. It was... was, was, eerily familiar to the Ewok village. Yeah. No, because because it had it had pieces of the Ewok village. Yeah. See, the Robin Hood toys were the were like one of the most repurposed lines because mm-hmm. they were Kenner, right? Because they were yeah. Kenner. Yeah. Yeah. See, cuz Robin Hood was actually body-wise was a green arrow action figure from Superpowers. Nice. Uh-huh. So they they used Superpower molds and they used a couple other different figure molds. And they put a mullet on them. And they, yep. No. <laughs> they, you know, you know, the only thing they had to do is give like new head sculpts, repaints. Right. Oh, man, we got plain bow and arrow packs. So yeah. And they was like, wait a minute, what do you mean we got to design a Morgan Freeman flip table? <laughs> <laughs> that's what my mother would call the you know Morgan Freeman's character. She's like. I can't find the Morgan Freeman, honey. Where is the Morgan Freeman? Because yeah. she wanted to give me a Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. My family was intent during the holidays when toys would come out. You know, if if if, if a uh, if a series had like a black action figure, she was like, "You need that." Yeah. You know, that's the way my dad's family was too. Mm-hmm. Star Wars toys would come out, they would get Darth Vader, even though they just because they thought Darth Vader was a black dude because it's voiced by James Earl Jones. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They was like, "Wait a minute. What do you mean?" Like all the Bespin officers are white. Then they came out with the black ones. My aunt Sherry bought me like three black Bespin officers. Like here, Merry Christmas. And that's why I have that Apollo Creed right there because there of her. Sure, sure. <laughs> A Ramco Apollo Creed, yeah, no man. less. I miss. I wish I had his boxing gloves. Did, you, uh, did she also get you the Hot Wheels of Driving Miss Daisy? No. <laughs> out. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, you're right though. It's it is kind of it is kind of amazing if you think about it. Like the number of movies that actually spawn toys, and like all oh, that's due to Star Wars, which is sure. which is Kenner, which then for for majority of of the time did almost all the the majority of the movie toys. Yeah, you know, didn't they do Jurassic Park? Um, I think so. I yeah. think so. Well, it makes more sense. I mean, to me, like looking back on it. It doesn't make any sense to make toys out of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, because it wasn't necessarily like a movie for kids, no, even though I it loved was it. PG thirteen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, Star Wars that makes sense. Jurassic Park that makes sense. But yeah, like. Well, if you go back to the eighties, there was a RoboCop. There was yeah. a yeah. Rambo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yeah. I so think like once the movies come out that aren't for kids, once they get onto basic cable and they edit it down and you're allowed to watch it, yeah. like that's when oh, I'm starting to get into this now. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, hell, I got like six volumes of the Rambo cartoon on my shelf <laughs> because it's that batshit insane. Yeah, those action figures were good. Not to get into the eighties, but those were. Oh actually, yeah, the, yeah. those were those were good. Although, what was the was the brother's name Turbo? Oh yeah. God, geez, damn it! He's a scientist <laughs> and a fighter of freedom. Right, action scientist man. <laughs> he had a helmet that shot missiles, and he was voiced by Uncle Phil. Good for him. I think it was Uncle Phil from from Fresh Prince that voiced him. Yeah. I think so. Mm
Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Yes. I got to go Ninja Turtles. Um, there was a, again, it's like there was just a huge sort of explosion of those figures where mm-hmm. they're like, fuck it. Who cares? What, um, put them in a cowboy suit. I put don't them in care. A cowboy suit. <laughs> we'll license some Star Trek shit. We'll put them in the Star Trek yes. uniforms. Yeah. Yes. You know what? Just fight. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and that's where that's where Eastman and Larry got all their money, man. Yeah. So <laughs> no, man. When they had was it touchdown Leonardo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as a kid, it's like so many choices. Yes. You know, yeah. it's like yes. which one? Right. And but I mean, you know, props to them because they're like whatever you're into. There was a ninja. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. You needed a chef turtle. They had a chef turtle. Yep. I had uh, Surfer Michelangelo, which kind of makes sense. Sure. Yeah. He's sure. wearing a wetsuit, and he had, a, of course, like a surfboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I liked sense. about the surfboard, there was like a little <laughs> buzz saw in front of it. <laughs> For like no reason. Like he's just cutting up fish on the way. <laughs> which, by the way, if any movie producers are listening, I want that in a movie. Just like surfers dueling with buzz saws on their boards. It's the next yep. sci-fi film. Yep, yeah. yep. Sci-fi can get you, get that done in about a week. Yeah. And, and then they'll what they'll do is is that they'll replay Ghost Shark yeah. right before the, your new movie. Right, right. <laughs> this is close to meeting Terry Reid, man. So close. <laughs> It's going to happen. Yeah, man. Ninja Turtles were, it's like any and everything. So, and that was the first time I, I was ever exposed to Sagi Yojimbo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, this bunny looks fucking bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, and that was, see, and that was really awesome of Eastman and Laird to like call up Stan Sakai. It's like, yo, this your book is awesome. Come and get some of this paper. Sure. They put Usagi Ujimbo in the in the cartoon. When I saw that, I as it, as you know, when that came out, I flipped my shit. I was yeah. like, "Are you serious?" Yeah. And then when the toy came out, I hunted everywhere for Usagi Ujimbo. Yeah. Never find one. Yeah. Ever. Still salty about it to this day. And, and oddly enough, one of my favorites was the Rat King mm-hmm. from yeah. that line because he came with like a bag of all these like little rubber rats. Talk about choking heads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's like a, it was like a little a little dime bag essentially of, of rubber rats, you know. <laughs> I but he had a rat king selling drugs. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, it's dark. You can grow shrooms really easy sure in the sewers. Hey man, he ran the streets. <laughs> ran the streets. Yes. Oh, see, and but I think with the turtles, like you know, because Star Wars had like all the vehicles, right? Yeah. GI Joe had all the vehicles. And even the turtles capitalized on that because, like you know, you're talking about John with the Michelangelo with the surfboard with the saw. Yeah. You know, you had the turtle van. Plus, you had like the the, uh, the jet like thing, like the uh, like that thing kind of looked like a jet, but it wasn't a jet. And you yeah. put like two turtles on; they could hover everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Vehicles are plenty. Motorcycles. Yeah. Anything. The van. The, yeah. The van. Just anything yeah. you could think of, which I would pretend was the Punisher van. Yeah. <laughs> they would ride together in it. Yeah. Well, they had a fucking spaceship. Yes. At one point. A blimp. Yep. Yep. Everything. And that and, and, and the foot didn't get shit. No. <laughs> not even like a not even like a VW bus. No. You know, yeah, exactly. With a foot symbol on exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> they come with a subway token, yeah. yeah. No subway, just a token. Shirt is like, yo, can I get a ride? <laughs> can I get a ride? Can I get some love? I'm the bad guy. Can I get some love? You're a foot soldier walk. <laughs> right. It's in your name, goddammit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, bad guys got nothing. Yeah. You know, you, you would think they would come up with like one or two different foot soldiers. Nah. Yo, we got six different metal heads for you, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, metal Yeah. <laughs> and then there was that, then there was that, that uh, shift where like everything, like John, you were saying, everything became armored. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you got like 
the crazy shiny plastic shredder. Yeah. Had the that had the huge shoulder pads and shit. Yeah. It was just ridiculous, like strife yeah. almost, you know. Yeah. Oh man. When you get older you can shave with it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Remember when they got and things got real extreme and they had those turtles that were like redesigned, was it by Jim Lee or Eric like they Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it was a. It was like a limited time. It did for like it was like about six months, and it was at like because they had all the playmate waves. Mm-hmm. This is when turtles were almost on their way out, and they were like, and then during the period of time, during the period of this time, is like we got to get extreme, and like just <laughs> with like, an X with an X. <laughs> yes. And they had I can't remember what they were called, but they were turtles. But they were designed by Jim Lee. I think yeah. it was just Jim Lee, or it was it Jim Lee and like a couple other artists? I can't remember. It may have just been Jim Lee because Playmates was still pumping out Wildcats action figures yes. at the time, so yes. that was part of the deal. I think. Yeah. So like he like redesigned mm-hmm. some turtles. I mean, I gotta find I gotta find them on the internet and just share pictures with everybody because yeah. it's fucking batshit. About insane. those yeah. uh, Wildcat ones. Now, is it true they're heroes and not zeros? Correct. <laughs> All right. Correct. I just want to make sure. Is it yes. true? Uh, actually, this one just reminded me when you talked about Playmates. I like the Dick Tracy line. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I thought those were really good. I just... They had so many of the villains in there, mm-hmm. like just mm-hmm. people that were just in background in the movie, uh, Warren Beatty movie that came at the time when uh, Batman made it big. So mm-hmm. every th- instead of making more DC heroes, Hollywood was like, let's go back further in time to where <laughs> Batman first started, and we'll do a Shadow, we'll do yeah. a, uh, mm-hmm. the Phantom, the yeah, and uh, Dick Tracy, Tracy came out, yeah. And I liked uh, when you get the action figures uh, for the bad guys. If you read the back of the card, just like, you know, Transformers and G.I. Mm-hmm. Joe had their back cards mm-hmm. explain everything. Yes. Uh, pretty Boy Priest, was that? Was a pretty. <laughs> which was Al Pacino? Uh, uh, pretty Boy. I don't remember. I don't know, something. Anyway, it marked uh, what he's wanted for, uh-huh. the different crimes he committed. <laughs> all of them. It's <laughs> all of them. All so I don't know if there's like a sexual thing in there that's also. <laughs> I, I just like maybe there's an SVU like something like, like the whole list like oh god. <laughs> that was disgusting. <laughs> Hit the button on his back for no. I'm not gonna touch it. <laughs> oh shit. But yeah, I really like that one. He would team up with my uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles a lot. He had two guns. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he had the trench coat though. No, I don't. I don't think so. Got either. the yellow hat. No was coat. that was that also a counter toy or no? That's Playmates. It was play, okay. Playmates yeah, actually yeah. had the Dick their Tracy. Body, okay. Their bodies were kind of very much similar to how they did the Turtles. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Dude, I even forgot they had toys. Jesus, they made toys for everything yeah. back then. Yeah. It's insane. The uh, Dick Tracy was the first midnight movie I ever went to. Really? And this when I was living in Florida uh-huh. and. It was it for whatever reason, like it was a big deal. And when you when you bought your ticket, your ticket was a T-shirt that had it had a picture essentially of a movie ticket with the movie poster of Dick Tracy, uh-huh. and then underneath it was stamped the day and date <laughs> of the release. What? <laughs> and like you could only get into the theater if you had the T-shirt on. Cocaine was a hell of a drug. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, yeah. yeah. I'm like, why don't they do that anymore? Yeah, no, <laughs> they don't a T-shirt. I'm, I'm paying attention to what, you, what you're saying. It's just that, like, I'm about to talk about my toy, and, like, I'm just doing the additional research again for it. Um, 
as you all know, y'all know I'm a big G.I. Joe fan. I've always loved G.I. Joe through the good and the bad and the ugly. But there were, you know, generic versions of G.I. Joe because as kids, yeah, Joes were only like $2.99, $3.99. Yeah, you could get a couple of Joes, but, you know, money was different back in the 80s and early 90s. So sometimes you had to, you had to have that $1.99 substitute. And Kmart... Because, like, sometimes, you know, you had relatives that just didn't know. They was just sure. like, yo, it looks like G.I. Joe. Even yeah. though it doesn't say G.I. Joe, yeah. dude's got a gun. Fuck right. it. Get it, you know. It's shelved right next to the G.I. Right. Joe. Right, so <laughs> it has to be the same thing. Um, you know, so sometimes you have relatives that would give you these toys. And it's I'm going to merge them both into, like, into one, into one selection. The generic G.I. Joe line was called American Defense. Mm. It was goddamn awful. Mm. But that's all... Was it one of those uh, types of figures that when you open the package, the plastic felt wet? <laughs> yes. Like it was, the plastic was so shitty, it felt yeah. kind of slimy. Yeah, yeah it kind of did. No, no lie, no lie. But the funny thing about it is, is that American Defense, when they advertised, they didn't advertise on TV. They were in all the '80s comic books on the back page, like '90s com, like '90s, '80s and '90s comics on the back page. American Defense, you could not miss them. Mm-hmm. But the toys I remember most. Because once again, like I said, I had relatives and wanted to make sure I had enough black action figures to go with all all the other action figures. There was essentially a black version of G.I. Joe called Bronze Bombers, and they were made by Olmec Toys. And literally, I mean, they... Because they couldn't say Black Bombers. They couldn't say Black Bombers. No. No, they cannot say Black Bombers, though. Bronze Bombers. And if you ever see any of the, uh, the art, the production art for, like, the packaging... It apes a lot of the Joe stuff as far as like the images go. But what used to kill me, because like my friend Kevin has has a set of these, because like they're actually worth a lot of money. Mm. Like a whole set could go for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's yeah. Wow. Yes. Yeah. All right. (laughs) But the thing is, is that like they all had these crazy ass names. Like, let me see here. Let me uh, let let me let me let me roll these up real quick. Let's see. We had names such as. Shaka Johnson, Arrow Hawk, Mark Kaboom Walters, Wayne Golden Alexander, AJ Moon, Agent Telepathy. AJ Moon. (laughs) The Baron, which was part of the group known as the PSB. They were the bad guys of PSB Enemy. Charles Chili Pop Battle. (laughs) Cool Breeze. High Tech and Sure Fire. Uh, Was High Tech H I T E K? Uh no 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 it was just oh. a, it was just H I T E C H oh okay and and last but not least Matt Man Jackson <laughs> he knew about maps period Matt Man Jackson <laughs> <laughs> oh Hang I'm sorry Sean I just can I just apologize on <laughs> yeah, behalf of all white people <laughs> Matt Man hey man look man Matt Man Matt Man <laughs> showed us the way you can't you just can't say it but was yeah. that his catchphrase I'll show you the way I'll show you the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but no. It's, uh, for those, I mean, Grant, you can't see this if you listen to this podcast. But I have it up on my phone. I'm going to show us uh, some of y'all here what a uh, cool breeze looks like. And you'll notice. Look at the Joe. Look at the the Joe type packaging. Oh yeah, yeah. that's that's totally aped. Yeah. Hold up. I'm going to guess uh, he's meant for like 
the terrain of snow terrain and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. Cool breeze. But no, in all seriousness, they are worth mad coin. Wow. And they are very hard to find. So even uh, with GPS out now, we don't need Madman Jones. <laughs> Yo, man, Matt, Jackson. Madman Jackson. Sorry. Jackson. <laughs> he has a purpose. Racist. Sorry. <laughs> he has a purpose in life. Cool breeze. Chili pop. Chili pop. Chili pop. Chili pop. Chili pop. I'm Jackson, but only because I'm nasty. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay, as a kid, I was obsessed with uh, the toys that McDonald's would put out, mm-hmm. okay, because I didn't get to go to the toy store very often, yeah. and so um, if there was a cool line of McDonald's toys, which there were more often than not, yes. like they are now, um, but the, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, the McDino Changeables? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Where yeah. it was like, you know, you'd have like a French fry box and uh, like a... I think there was like a pancake mm-hmm. box, but they were like transformers, but they would change from food products to dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember I had the Big Mac box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Like, I don't know. Like, they did that a lot back then mm-hmm. where they took their products and they would change into something else. Yes. They were like, yo, we can't afford this transformers license. Yeah. Let's yeah. make our own. Yeah, they were. I mean,. They, they improvise. Now it's just they get licensing for stupid things, you know, movies that come out or, you know, I don't know. But, like, they just kind of, uh, they were different from everything else, and I could get it with a Happy Meal. So yeah, I had McDino Changeables. McDino Changeables. <laughs> at least wow. Wendy shelled out the money for GoBots. Right. <laughs> right, right. They no. at least paid you know, a, a like licensing. Yeah. And the yeah. Jetsons movie. That's the only way I remember there was an actual Jetsons movie. No. <laughs> well, and also with the, <laughs> with the McDino Changeables, since they looked like food products, um, I could also use them for other things, like with Barbie. Yeah. You know, if she wanted to go to McDonald's. She had this big and ass have box. some like really big ass box compared to her body. You know, it worked. Benjamin Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> right, that was the first like uh, like Biggie size almost. Yeah, yeah. You know? So she would not share her food with Ken at all. Like no. this is this is mine. Go get your own. I heard you was out with Skipper last night anyway. Go get your own damn food. But and poor parents. I mean, I remember making them take me there every week to get the next one. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, now it's kind of a toss-up what they throw at you. Yeah. But back then, it's they had a schedule. And you knew that the next week would be the next toy. Yeah. And I didn't even care about the food. I was like, I just want the toy. Yeah. That's all I want. And, and I that remember was, that was before you could just buy the toy. Yeah. yeah. You had to buy the Happy Meal. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And then they had like... Um, like Cabbage Patch dolls that were dressed up like in different outfits. I remember I went and got all of them. <laughs> so I went nuts trying to get all of the Muppet Babies. Yes, oh, I honestly did. Yeah. Yes, Kermit with the skateboard. Yeah, yeah, skateboard. yeah. Uh, Gonzo with the tricycle. Yes. Uh, Miss Piggy with the car. I have those still. Yeah, I have them somewhere. And then they did ones where it was. Um, was it Tiny Tunes or no? It was just Looney Tunes, but they were dressed up in DC characters. Really? Like they, their outfits would snap on. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. Yes. Like yes, Miss yes. Piggy was Wonder Woman. Oh, okay. Wow. I never. Yeah. I wish I saw that. Huh. 
Damn. I've still got some. You can come over and see him. Okay. Got old Ben of McDonald's toys. Those <laughs> 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 clear totes. Yeah. And, Here it is. And Sean, I, grab the computer. We're going. <laughs> Yo, man, go get Matt Man Jackson. <laughs> He'll show us the way. <laughs> no, why don't you use GPS? That's so fancy. <laughs> you know, and a good number of those McDonald's toys are actually worth something. Really? Yes. Mm. Yes. I'm I'll not... See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Although, the. Um, I remember like when, because I was in middle school, mm-hmm. when those uh, Muppet Babies uh, McDonald's figures came out. And the Kermit one was real popular. But like a, what a lot of kids would do, they would bring them to school. And like especially like the skater kids, they would bring the Kermit to school with skateboard. But they would like, dread, like change up Kermit and give him like a scar on his head. Yeah. Or, yeah. or like repaint him a little bit. Like, I, had, I had it. And I, I, uh, I drew with the Sharpie, I drew the Powell Perelta logo like on the skateboard. <laughs> and I drew like... I, I wrote like Bones Brigade on the back of the shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was one of those dudes. See? Yeah. See? Uh, I gotta go Batman Animated Series toys. Yeah. That was the first time, like, when I first saw the Clayface figure, I was like, holy <laughs> shit, look how big he is! Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, that was sort of a shift for me in, like, I'm just going to collect these because I like the designs. <laughs> like, it was all very, it was very sort of hoity-toity. <laughs> you know? I was like, I'm done fucking with all this stuff, with all these extra <clears throat> missiles and rockets and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, much to my chagrin, when that's what ended up happening with the Batman animated series, <laughs> yeah. like they just started throwing all this extra shit on these Batman figures. Mm-hmm. But the initial run of those, when you got uh, Batman and Clayface and all yes. the villains and everything, mm-hmm. um, I, I fucking love those. Mm-hmm. So I still say the Mask of the Phantasm Phantasm figure yeah. is one of the nicest figures they've ever made, and there's not a lot to it. Yeah, yeah. and um, cloth capes go a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. I, but think about it. Think about with 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 the animated line, with the animated series line that went on forever. And anytime they had a movie, they're like, no, 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 no. We're gonna make a separate toy line for the movie <laughs> toys. You're not gonna fuck with this shit here. Right. Here's a separate line for those over there. So you know, Batman Returns, you put that shit over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like all in like uh, Batman Forever. No, you put that over there. Batman and Robin, we won't talk about it. You know, oh, I got a Batgirl from Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Jim no. Mike. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. True. 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 <clears throat> but think about it though. They make they made so many just Batman figures. I'm not sure. talking about Robin. I ain't talking mm-hmm. about Joker. I ain't talking about Mister Mister Freeze. Yeah. They made so many Batman figures. Like when they got around to a hundred, they had to put it in a special case. Oh, yeah. I remember and that. he was shiny, and he yeah. had a batarang that was like the size of a Big Mac. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know, literally, when you put it in his hand, the figure would lean over, so you had to put it on the stand. <laughs> like man. <laughs> like, but they had like 100. I think they didn't they have like close to 200, 300 Batman action figures. Yeah, almost 300. I would say almost 300. That's fucking. Because by the by the time it rolled around, where they were like, "Yeah, let's just do all of this crazy Batman shit," you know, and then they started throwing you know all the neon colors and stuff <laughs> on them. Um, yeah, they got close to three hundred. But I will say the the Man Bat from that line is one of the best sculpted figures I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I gotta, yeah, yeah. That's so, that one's incredible. Yeah. Wow. That, no, that's a great line. Yeah. Um, even like the Batcave, the Batcave was cool. The vehicles were cool. Yeah. And it's just like this constant state of progression. And 
The one thing that spun out of that, which are, which I really liked, they were like, okay, these are the animated line. We're not going to deviate from what they're supposed to be. Let's go make a Legends of the Dark Knight line. Yeah. And like those can be like a little bit like they can look more you know in the vein of the actual comic books that they come from. Yeah. You know they could be more muscular, even to the point where some were looking extreme. Yeah. But um, yep. but that's where I got as bats. Yep. With like you know the bat armor, mm-hmm. I'm because once again I was working at Toys R Us and like I was just like oh look legends as bats. <laughs> you know it's funny I I can't look at as bats now without laughing. But it's at, completely ridiculous. Yeah, you know, but I, I mean, I still, I still love, I still love that story, even though it is completely and utterly ridiculous. Yeah. Because you take everything that Batman is, and then there's Asbats. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. wait a minute, hold on, this does not, you know, this does not work. But that was the whole point of it. Right. That was the whole point of it. But still, in concept, that armor is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But that was to me, that was the coolest toy ever. I remember I bought two of them, one to keep in the package, <laughs> and one to take out. I would just put it on display, like, yeah. Yeah, that was the one where I'm like, all right, I guess it's cool to have uh, jousting Batman. <laughs> no, no, pirate Batman. Well, see, pirate Batman was dope, man. Pirate yeah. Batman was cool. Like he had he had the he had the the the, the sword uh-huh. and the the cloak that sort of that had the bat symbol thing on it. Mm-hmm. But the jousting Batman, the knight armor Batman, was just weird because again, it was that. Shiny metal plastic. Yeah, it yeah. just really didn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Have at thee. Right, right. Wow, a jousting Batman. But no, they made a. There are a shit ton of Batman action figures. Think about it. You yeah. know, because we're in this stage in life that really Batman action figures should just be given free to children. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, it's it's one of those things that it's it's become a staple. It's like there will always be some form of Batman figure mm-hmm. on the toy shelf, mm-hmm. and it spawned out of the early 90s and in yeah. those those early Tim Burton movies yeah you know yeah, well, so it's like they've guaranteed that there will always be Batman toys out yeah no matter what yeah mm-hmm. even those uh that special uh, Target edition uh Justice League New 52 <laughs> man those are the worst action figures ever talk about fucking cobbled together yeah jeez oh it's pretty bad no this is a positive this, this has been a positive podcast yeah. we, we, we won't we won't talk about the D.O. comic stuff right now yeah we're gonna we keep it positive we're gonna keep it 100 so I like that that was, that was a nice one man yeah hella cool say one of my most favorite and I bought this because I thought it would be useful in the future <laughs> not for selling or anything but just to have around mm. and that was the spy tech stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> you thought you, you you're may like get, when I get older I can you may get this. Uh, yeah. I can use this yeah I may need to spy on somebody actually they recently rebooted the whole spy tech thing when yeah. I was at Myers, and yeah I grabbed a I grabbed a sensor too <laughs> 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 you don't know, just in case. I might sure. need, I might need like some finger paint, finger uh, print stuff to sure. look stuff up in a fake passport, which I don't know how that would fool anybody. <laughs> <laughs> there, was that, there was the uh, oh, there was the thing that uh, radio. No, well, yeah, there was the walkie-talkies, mm-hmm. and the special thing about that is like you can just 
hook them up to your shirt yes. and one up to your ear mm-hmm. so you can be like secret service agent <laughs> yes. yes didn't they also have the, the uh, like the like the radar dish thing that you could hold with your hand mm-hmm. and like it came with like a, a headpiece and you could hear other people's conversations from only like two feet away oh yeah that was the uh, <laughs> that was the uh, that was the later version the first one was like this orange boomstick <laughs> boom yeah. mic I'm sorry and then like, you would put it up and I guess you would listen to other people's conversations which yeah. would probably be like why is that asshole pointing that orange thing? At us? Why is You're he just standing there with it? Don't mind me. Don't mind me. Where Carry on. Where's you guys talking about me? <laughs> yeah, because you look like an idiot. <laughs> so yeah, those and it, and you got the uh, vest to put everything in. Yes. Uh, a friend of mine had the vest and didn't really see any points to the <laughs> to the fingerprint kit. So he would take that. It was like this little pocket out of the bag, and he would put his like water gun back there. So when we were out playing around, he went all like diehard on us and pulled it out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was, I was a big fan of that one. Incredible. Spy tech. Yes. Spy tech. Hey, that may have influenced a generation of future uh, film audio technicians. Yes. Yes, yes yeah. indeed. Hey man, why do you think why do you think CSI has all those uh, science kits for kids now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're in the fucking toy section. What yeah. child is watching CSI? But you never know. True. You, True. You, you, I mean, just because it's branded with the word science, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah. But see, if, if it says CSI, it's like, ooh, that looks neat. And they don't see the education part on right. it. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, look what I did. What do you mean I learned something? Ah! <laughs> I'm going to go solve a murder. <laughs> yes. Uh, then they realize when they actually become criminal scientists all that shit you see on TV nine times out of ten your city can't afford it or it does not exist right what do you you mean it's going to take us three months to process this they did it in ten minutes (laughs) welcome to real life I like a kid who's like maybe get their bike stolen and they go up and they investigate with all their equipment and they're like they're scratching stuff and they taste and like yeah semen (laughs) (laughs) definitely semen definitely definitely semen My next choice is a 90s toy. Once again, from Toy Biz, we have hit the echelon of the Toy Biz era. Um, They're now starting to tie in toys with comics a little bit more frequently. Uh, This is from the Earth's Mightiest Heroes Avengers from the 90s. Don't get it twisted, kids. Not not with that cartoon that was on Disney for a while. Um, But this is Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the Avengers Heroes Reborn Iron Man with Power Converter. This Iron Man was designed by Jim Lee. Um, This toy came out in the year 1997 to coincide with the Heroes Return. um, Well, Heroes Reborn and eventually into Heroes Return Iron Man series. And... Anyone who read those comics in the 90s when they redesigned Iron Man again, is redesigned by Jim Lee. It is one of the craziest looking Iron Iron Man Iron Man concepts I have ever seen. Yeah. I like these smokestacks. Oh, the tailpipes? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The, the vertical tailpipes? Yeah. yeah. Which aerodynamically makes no sense. Ooh, man, that would... Yeah. It makes no sense. You're flying and the tailpipes will literally would just cause resistance. But it didn't matter because it was Jim Lee. And and it was just the most batshit design I ever saw. Because it looks cool. It looks cool, exactly, yes. And then again, when you come to the toys, it's like, 
We have enough money to make these toys. We have enough money to do a little bit of shiny metal plastic. Yes. But we can't go all the way. No, 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 no. There, there, there's no, um, you know, it's very, it's not articulate. It, this is just a pose. But remember, during that period of time, like from like 95 to like 99, mm -hmm. a lot of the, because like action figures got bigger, like they moved out of the three and three quarter inch phase and they got to like, you know, six, you know, five, six inches. And the articulation went away in a lot of spots, but they became, you know, they were just bigger. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were muscular. Mm -hmm. And they were always posing. Like, whether it be like, remember, there's also a JLA line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a JLA line, and like, that's how I got my Red Tornado. Mm hmm. It was from, a, from the JLA line. Yeah. So, but I just remember getting this. Um, I remember Justin brought this uh, to lunch one day <laughs> because we were talking about it. He sent, me a, he sent me a text message. He was like, dude. Collectibles, collectibles, etc. has '90s toys, four dollars a piece, and it was a bin full of the in package, the Wildcats line, Jim Lee's Wildcats. Yeah, yes, <laughs> um, Jim Lee's Wildcats, because I still have my Grifter and Spartan in package. They had all of them, but Warblade. Yes, really. Yeah. So he could like we meet up for lunch, and he's got like something hidden underneath his like <laughs> shirt. I was like, I know he ain't got a piece under there. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what's going on, and then he pulls out this. The Avengers Iron Man in package and I just lose it I utterly lose it so I, I got home I took it out of the package I connected the power converter to it because the power power converter is just like this like it's not on it's not even on the back of the package it looks like just like a base <laughs> it looks like a, a base with like with a <laughs> with a, with like tubing that you can connect to Iron Man so you can power up but the interesting thing about this series is that they had a bunch of deluxe figures including a Scarlet Witch which looks like it was designed by Bruce Tim. I'll, I'll pass the box to you. Yeah. It looked like that Scarlet Witch was designed by Bruce Tim. And that, from that line, the Scarlet Witch, you couldn't, that was the one you couldn't find. Yeah, right. she looks awesome. I yeah. had I had all of them except for Scarlet Witch. I like how right. she's like, yeah. 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 But like the Thor, it, the Thor and Loki look crazy. Thor has this come at me bro look. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cometh yeah. thy at me. Yeah. You know. Yeah. His arms are huge. Yes. Yeah. The 90s. Yep. 90s. Only comparable to Loki's shoulder pads. Yes. Go like two feet off of his shoulder. <laughs> and like in the, in the helmet. Fear of mischief. <laughs> yeah. And the helmet with the spikes that go up and touch the moon. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So, yeah. So like though the, that toy biz line was crazy. And now were there two waves or just one wave? Just one. Okay. Yeah. Because that was sort of at the tail end of their, because they had already been bought by Marvel at that point. Ah, okay. And okay. so, that was that was the beginning of the spiral. <laughs> ah, yes. Yes, yes. Good point. Point well taken. They didn't go Captain America or Fantastic Four? No, well, no, because like, remember, I think also during that period of time, we also had different cartoons out, and so there were also different toys out for those said cartoons. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. You know, around that same around that same period of time as well. So I think this was just like more of let's see, because it was a Marvel collector edition. Yeah. yeah, and those you could those that was sort of the uh, that was them going back to the you can only get these at Toys R Us and KB. Okay, like they weren't they weren't worldwide retail yeah. figures. Yeah, you could you could find them in a couple other retail like retail spots like department stores depending on where you were like I remember we used to have this joint I guess nationwide now it's called Ames if they're still around but um before that we had it because they bought this place called Hills. And that was in my hometown. Uh, yeah, we had a hill. Y'all had a hill? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. See, like, like at the hills in my hometown, that's where I first saw these. I was like, oh, this is fucking crazy. <laughs> and it was like $8.99. I was just like, 
uh, I could put it on layaway. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm just gonna get some other stuff. But um, I remember I saw it. And I just I never I never went back to get it. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's just like this is absolutely bad shit and same. But yeah, but kind of awesome. But yeah, Hills would get like a lot of a lot of the stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was it was strange that some of the stuff that they could get. I'm like, I didn't think y'all could afford this. <laughs> put it on the shelf. Yep. So yeah. So yes, that was that was my choice. Um, September the 28th, there is a thing called the Kentucky Art and Comics Expo, yep. aka Case K A C E. Tressa, can you please elaborate on what Case is all about? Yeah, um, it's what we're calling a mini convention. Mm-hmm. Um, our our friend Ray Kaufman, who is another artist, came up with the idea. He wanted to to have something that really showcased Kentucky artists and creators and a couple vendors. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are having it at Smiley Pete Publishing on the twenty eighth of September. Mm-hmm. And it's about 20 tables of, um, like I said, artists, creators, and then we've got uh, people like Collectibles, etc. They're going to be coming out and setting up. Mm-hmm. And then we've got a, a couple podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's um, it's going to be from 10 to 6. Okay. And, I mean, it's pretty much just that. It's like a mini convention. You come around, meet some artists from the area. Mm-hmm. We've got people that are going to be there that... I don't really think have set up at conventions in the area. So you would probably meet a lot of people that, you know, you didn't know were around. Right. Um, Because, you know, we just, we wanted to be able to showcase people because uh, we have live arts that kind of show people in the area, um, you know, that we are a little bit cultured. We do art. (laughs) Um, But we wanted to have something, and it's free to public, to the public. Um, We will be having also Caramanda's Bakery there. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll be able to buy some cupcakes. Yes. Um, We're hoping to get another place there to be serving food, but I'm not sure yet. It's kind of on the rope. Um, So, yeah, it's just we're hoping that it's going to be kind of different from Mm -hmm. anything else that you've been to as far as conventions. Right. Right. Well, it, well, it makes sense to do it. I mean, Lexington is a very artistic community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, for, for the X amount of years that I've been here, every single year I meet more and more artists, more and more creators, you know, that not only do comics, but they do all forms of art because yeah. art is not just one thing. Mm-hmm. So I think an expo, a local expo is something that can really help. And not only that, like you said, you have artists, you have creators, they'll be doing sketches, you know, creators will be selling books. Like, um, I know I'll, I'll be tabling there. Yeah. You know, I have some action lab stuff available, yeah. but people that makes this, the town get more familiar with what you do. So, and then like, say for instance, if you're at another convention, they see like, Oh, you that dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, you that lady. Okay, cool. I need this sketch. Here's my money. Yeah. You, you know, st- stuff like that it's familiarity so like if they see a live art event uh that y'all do at a movie theater while y'all doing live art you know while like a like um a comic book film or any other pop culture event film is going on they're like oh i saw you a case i know what you do now boom okay i got you you know it's all about familiarity the more people become familiar with you the more they start to you know not the more they start to understand what you do. So I think something like like Case, the Kentucky Art and Comics Expo, works. Mm-hmm. So just remember, admission is free. You got to pay for them cupcakes. You got to pay for them, the other stuff. If you want some food, you got to pay for the food. You want some sketches. Sketches ain't free. Yeah. Books ain't free. Look, look, I love y'all. Free high fives. Yes, free high fives. High fives are free. Hugs are free. Unless you got a cold, well, you got to back the fuck up. I don't up. know. Some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's true. Hugging. I yeah. don't want to reach over the table. <laughs> And I don't want you to come around to the back 
behind the table. <laughs> yeah. There's a professional distance we need to keep. High fives can breach that. Yes. Yeah. High fives are the bridge yes. that connect us from behind to the front of the table. Okay. Um, any other sort of closeness mm-hmm. uh, is a an as-is basis. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm, yes. glad, I'm glad you put that disclaimer out there. Sure. I'm thankful. Because yeah. sometimes with some folks you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. some people bring the crazy. So. Sure. You know, we got to be careful with that. Boundaries. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Tressa, where do you hang out? <laughs> <laughs> where do you hang out? You're where, from here? Where do you hang where out? Where do you hang out? <laughs> Tressa uh, got crazy hit on at the last uh, Smiley Pete thing that we did at the <laughs> Ephemera Fest. And she was completely oblivious to the fact that she was getting hit on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just more like, why are you asking weird questions? Yeah. <laughs> just buy some art. <laughs> 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 but uh, Smiley Pete Publishing, for those who may not know, it's over on Old Vine. Mm-hmm. Um, you, if you're going too fast, you'll drive right past it. So, <laughs> yeah. slow down. Yeah. And it's a it's a small street, but there's parking on the side and all around that area. So, mm. oh yeah. So yeah, we're we're excited about it. We're hoping that maybe it will be more of a uh, a common thing that we do in the what we call off season for mm-hmm. conventions because. During the winter, we don't have really anything to do. Mm-hmm. We get stir crazy. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. I like the term off season. <laughs> it's conditioning, man. Yeah. It's conditioning, and and something like like case is a is a perfect sort of breather because it's set up like a convention, but it's mm-hmm. it's in a it's such a small format and venue. Yeah. yeah. Um, that it's not that whole sort. You don't have that that constant con hum yeah you know that you do at the bigger conventions it's a little bit more um intimate Mm -hmm. so uh and it's a really cool space if you haven't been to uh smiley p publishing yeah it's it's cool like one cool building that ephemera fest uh, i'd stop by just to see it you know see how y'all was doing see how that was and yeah it's it is a pretty is is a pretty interesting layout Mm -hmm. and it is a nice little space it's very it's it's very intimate um this intimate area but there's still room for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is going to work out really well. I'm excited about it. Once again, September 28th, 2013. It's on a Saturday from 10 to 6 at Smiley Pete Publishing, the Kentucky Art and Comics Expo, a.k.a. Case, K-A-C-E. Is there a website for Case? Uh, no, but <laughs> you can join our event page on Facebook. Okay. Um, just look up Kentucky Art and Comics Expo. Okay. Um, and then we have a Twitter yeah, that's right. I said it. Uh, yeah. It's at Case in Lex. K a c e i n l e x. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. That's right. So, so if you follow us on either one of those, you'll get all of the updates and then some. Cool. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we're spotlighting artists every week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, on the event page on Facebook, which is, which will be linked to the Twitter account too. So. Mm-hmm. Nice. Either way. Very nice. Very nice. Well done. Well done. Well, we will definitely see you on the 28th, and uh, hopefully we see some of our listeners there, too. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yes. <laughs> so come on down. Kentucky Art and Comics Expo, September 28th, 2013. Smiley P Publishing, 10 to 6. Be there. Just be there. Get some it's f- fucking free. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What else are you doing? <laughs> come on down. All right. Well, before we go... We need to let people know where they can find you on the internet. They know about now that they know about the Kentucky Art and Comics Expo. If they want to follow your arts or whatever it is that you do, if you want to tell the people, um, here is your chance to let them know. Tressa, 
start with you. Um, if you want to follow my art, I post everything on Instagram. <laughs> it's Tressa Bowling. Um, and also on Twitter, it all gets linked through there at Tressa Bowling. That's T-R-E-S-S-A-B-O-W-L-I-N-G. And Justin, let the people know where they can find your art and, any, and anything and everything else you do. Just go to LOIstudios.com and click on my name. Yeah, do that. Yes. Yes, you can. Because yeah. you get the full bio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get the links to every single site that Justin is affiliated with. And it's nice. And look for more updates on the LOI Studio site in October. Because that will be my off season, yeah. <laughs> so I can so I can handle that site and get that back up to speed. Um, you got you can pretty much find all four of us at this table at this recording right now. Our members of LO, LOI Studios, the Art Consortium. I love saying that word. Oh, it's nice. Um, you know, it's nice. Yeah, it's, Turn up the AC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the Art Consortium, the Art Consortium website uh, featuring many talented people such as myself, Tressa, Justin, and this gentleman right here, John Ward, can also be found on LOI Studios. John, is there anywhere that you want to tell the people where they can find you, or would you like your uh, information to maintain secret? Why would they want to contact me? <laughs> I'm trying to be positive. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the LOI Studios have an email address that's connected there, and uh, yeah, you don't need to follow me on Twitter. It's just more of this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John, that's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. That is fine. We're, We're going to carry over our conversation to Twitter. Oh yeah, sure. You know, you want Tietz Aquino in there? Oh, about sure. the spy. Yeah, yeah. Kit. Yeah, sure. Seaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it was good having you on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a really good time. Seriously, thank you for coming by. I'm up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I picked that song. I don't know why you picked that song. It was just so ridiculous. <laughs> but, um, but no, it was wonderful having you on the show, and uh, we got to do this again sometime. Right on, man. Right. Cool. We're going to talk about street justice, right? Yes, yes. It, I, I will. By the time we sure. record the street justice yeah. episode, I will have watched at least half a season. All one. right, everyone listening, just do your research. Watch some uh, Carl Weathers Street Justice. Yes, you you need to watch it. You need to watch Street Justice. <laughs> you need you, to watch. Yes, you do. This episode of The Black Box is brought to you by Misfortune High by Jules Rivera. Misfortune High is a graphic novel miniseries created by me, Jules Rivera. I'm a freelance illustrator, storyboard artist, and animator based out of Los Angeles, California. This is the story of wizards, magic fireballs, colorful characters, dragons, and desperation. The story opens on Biscuit, a spoiled rich kid from the fanciest magic school in town. Biscuit is a cheater and a liar, and it doesn't take long for him to get expelled. As punishment, his father sends him to a magic school on the bad side of town. In his new environment, he meets a whole new set of people, including Star, the telepath, Warren, the shield specialist, Sonia, the illusionist, and Johnny Cuervo, the shapeshifter. Ultimately, Biscuit's mission becomes to get out of this insane situation as soon as possible by any means necessary. And we mean any means necessary. (whistles) The intention of this Kickstarter is to fund a full offset print run of the first book. The book is currently completed at 36 pages of content. It just needs to go to print. 
Rewards will include original design sketches, exclusive art prints, and even commissions if you'd like to work with me as an artist on your own project. If you help me meet my goal, I can add more to increase the quality of the book including an expanded character section, UV coating on the cover, and even an upgrade to a hardcover book. Any funding beyond that will go towards the production of the second book out of five. None of this will be possible without you, the comics reading public. Working together, we can bring this story to print. Thank you for your time and your support. Find out more about Jules Rivera's Misfortune High at kickstarter.com. Search words Misfortune High.